0: Welcome to Lift and Love Conversations, where we are building a supportive culture around LGBTQ families in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm Allison Dayton from Lift and Love, and I will show you how to
1: lean into your spiritual discomfort to deepen and grow your testimony of Jesus Christ. And I'm Jenny Hunter of Jenny Hunter Coaching, I will help you identify obstacles that could get in the way of sustaining healthy relationships and realizing the blessings of being an LGBTQ family. Each week, we will bring you lessons we've learned through our own lives, the experiences of families we've worked with, and conversations with amazing experts. Hello, our Live to Love community. We are so happy to be with you. Allison and I are out here together doing this podcast in the same room. Can you feel the vibe? The energy should be different for your listeners. (laughs) Yes, we are in the same room. I know we should just turn the camera on and just let people hear the crazy stuff that we say. But I'm in Allison's house. And if anybody, if you do not know her personally, like <laughs> I feel like I'm in the Smithsonian, it's her walls. Every wall is so beautifully decorated with art. Like, Oh, you're so sweet. And it's every style and she crafts it and has such an eye. it was, you just need to do a video on one time and put it on Instagram and show people because oh, it is. They'll be like you gorgeous. Have multiple personalities. No, it How is like, for you. I could just, I'm like squirrel because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> looking at every wall and capturing but anyways wow. but she is calming me down a little bit because a lot's gone on this week with um the address that President Holland gave to the BYU faculty that we're kind of reeling from yes and on top of that I'm bringing um my two of my girls out to BYU trying to get get them settled and I'm mourning their loss yes and Nick <sighs> and Nick yeah Nick's already out here and we're dealing with that and then I'll be out to, in two weeks, bringing my other girl to BYUI, Ellie. So I am already an emotional mess. We have a basket case here. (laughs) Yes. So we might have some tears on this podcast today, but so, and hopefully um, when this airs, we'll, we'll,
0: be kind of we'll have some better understanding for
1: oh, wouldn't that be what lovely? a hard the hard week that we've all been through. Yes like, yes yes, that's our prayer Lord like teach us why we have to go through this pain. yeah that's a good prayer. So well one
0: of the ways we um, can kind of process some of this pain is in community and in groups and it's hard to find a group as an LGBTQ um, ally or parent or individual. So we have two remarkable women, Michelle Holcomb and um, Carrie Baldwin on, and we're so excited to hear about kind of how they navigated their um, need for community and their need to understand, uh, have better understanding of the LGBTQ issues and how that relates to them and their, in the gospel.
2: So welcome you two. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. It's great to be, here. Yeah, we love, to be here. We love listening to you guys on yeah. podcasts and following on long on Instagram. You've uh, been well, thank you. a huge help to us in our journey. So we're yes. excited to be here.
0: Good. Yes. Well, we totally help each other. That's what we love having guests. And I've talked to Michelle and Carrie a couple of months ago, right before Carrie moved away from Minnesota,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I live in Denver now.
1: All right. So Michelle and Carrie, tell us a little bit about yourself and why we are talking with you today.
3: So, so we have we started an LGBTQ Book of Mormon study group in our um, wards, wards and stakes. We're in different uh, wards, but I love that. But <laughs> the same stake, right? Same stake,
1: right. okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you guys friends before? Like why did you guys?
2: Um, Yeah, we've known each other for about 18 years. Um, We were in the same ward together in Minnesota and then our ward split. So we were ended up being in different wards, but um, all our kids are all about the same ages. And, uh, and so, yeah, we've been friends for a long time. And, um, and then we kind of over COVID, started taking walks together and processing a lot of questions and struggles that we've had, specific mm-hmm. specifically related to LGBTQ issues, as we both um, are affected in that way as moms and and you know with with family members that we love dearly and uh, and so uh, we decided to to start studying together, and then things just snowballed. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, you yeah. st-
1: so you studied the script. You just started studying the issues. And then how did that grow to deciding to make a group from just you? You're both scripture studying together.
3: On our walk. like it's, I feel like we feel like the spirit just kind of led this to something like God knew this needed to be bigger than what we had in mind. Um, we just thought, oh, you know, like we both love um, the questions from the closet podcast. Mm-hmm. And don't we all? Yes. and um they often talked about studying the Book of Mormon from an LGBTQ perspective and that, the impact that had on them. And so we just thought that sounded kind of cool. We're like, you know what? And I felt like I could really use a deep dive in the scriptures um And so we 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 were both like, you know what, let's do this together. And then, as we were kind of talking about it, like we felt the spirit, kind of say you should invite this person or you should invite this person wow. or um and then it just kind of became a bigger thing like it just kind of started out as our own personal yeah thing or what we thought I mean we thought oh yeah that'll be fun and then just the spirit has really opened our eyes to what it needed to be
1: wow and so you just how it grew is just the individual invite.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And we, uh,
2: we, um, we let our bishops know my husband at the time was a bishop. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't hard (laughs) to know. And then um, Michelle, her husband was in the bishopric. So we, we decided, you know what? We don't, you know, it's hard to know, especially during COVID, you know, it's, it's like, you just don't know who's out there that might need Mm -hmm. something like this. And we felt so much, love and support from each other. And it was so always like our walks were like two hours long. And we just all, always left just feeling so like, you know, good yes. afterwards. And so we just felt like, mm-hmm. who knows? So we let the bishops know, um, like, if you know of anyone that would be interested, you know, let them know. And then, um, and then we just started kind of, it just, the word of mouth just kind of got out and, um, yeah. and then to our amazing surprise, our state president in state conference talked about all the good things that were happening in our stake. And on the Sunday session, he just said, and there's an LGBTQ book of Mormon study group. Wow. <laughs> and we both were just like, what? he yeah. said LGBTQ
3: over the pulpit. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. They- right. <laughs> that was yeah
0: that was a huge wow for us I yeah yeah and that is an amazing that's an amazing think about how like how powerful that was to you and how easy it was for him to say over the pulpit Mm -hmm. I mean maybe leading up to it he was nervous but he did it and it Mm -hmm. you know what a powerful thing and what a and it what a place of belonging he created with just that simple statement
2: right and, and it right. wasn't even like he went into detail about it he just was listing all the good things that were happening in our stake and that was just kind of one of the bullet points and from there you know people reached out as well so
1: yeah we brought awareness to it I love that mm-hmm. what I love about the story too is that it was just two moms right like mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think like oh I can't start anything, or I'm not going to make a difference. I think that's, these are thoughts that Satan gives us. But the same story is Allison and I, it was just two moms. Like we just start talking over and over. Then we're like, well, maybe like it would be good to do a support group like you know yeah, it's just like, that maybe like the like other people guys. would want to
2: hear yes because
1: <laughs> how we felt with our connection that we wanted other people to have that like you said carry that good feeling like we always felt after and that like, can we give can we help can we have have other mothers give that and that yours is such oh. a similar story mm-hmm. it just shows you like just start small because the lord will i always tell allison like it's our widow might like we what we offer the lord lord all the time he will marry Magnify it and i mean what look what you grew it to like tell us about the group like what was the result and like did you how big did it get and what like did you meet weekly like kind of tell us all the information about it
2: yeah so i don't know michelle how many people are on our email list
3: now um i well i think we've got like 24 people that i send an email to to remind wow. them of the group but um not everybody comes or has come we've kind of kept it pretty casual like there's a lot of people are like i don't like i have time to study the book of mormon right now but i still want to be on your email in case Mm. i decide i want to do that um and a lot of people are not even in our stake because we've kind of just like told friends about it from wherever they are in the u.s and just told them if they are interested in this they can come because we started doing it over zoom it since it was a pandemic we had our meetings over zoom every we meet every month and um and yeah it's it's just kind of cool to see like who like I feel like there are people who have found us as well um just like yeah it's just it's just interesting I don't I'm just I'm just impressed with like how how much I've seen God's hand in this, like people reaching out to our state president. Um, and um, like John Gustav Rathel, he re- he found us and reached out to us and he's trying to like, like kind of help us like work with his Emmaus group too. Oh good. Um, which has been really cool just to see like another way that God's hands in it, that this is bigger than what Carrie and I ever imagined. But yeah, as far as like our group, like right now it's mostly allies that attend, but we have a few LGBTQ people that come. We hope that that kind of shifts. But -hmm. right now, especially at first, I think Carrie and I both just really felt like allies is the first step and like as far as people at church like people who are in a place where they want to study the scriptures and and start recognizing like looking at things from an lgbtq perspective instead of just their own and so i think that's a important step in right. in building our group into more lgbtq people that want to join yeah.
2: Oh, good. And we, and we have a lot of parents of LGBTQ mm-hmm. youth yeah. and, um, but I love when we have LGBTQ members who attend cause they, um, bring a special spirit with them. And it's like incredible mm-hmm. to hear them yeah. talk about the scriptures because I feel like the spirit that they bring, you know, the ability that they have to stay mm-hmm. and wrestle Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, it's, it, it just makes such a difference in, um, in, our, in how we discuss the scriptures. So I've really appreciated, um, those members. Wow. <laughs> they're, they're
3: yeah. That
1: perspective. Yes. So
3: mm-hmm. you, yeah, we, the faith that I, that we see, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing to hear of the faith that um, that our LGBTQ brothers and sisters have. Isn't it great?
1: Mm.
0: It it does. It lifts us. It really lifts
3: us. You have an
0: interesting story about, um, your stake president and his involvement in your group about how he, right. Is that right? He, he was willing to pull it in house, right? Yes, yeah, actually, yeah, like.
3: we, yeah, we were invited, Carrie and I were invited to um, a high council meeting where he at, talked to us, like, asked us questions and asked us to talk about our group, and, um, and, and our state presidency was just very, they're like, what do you need? What do you want? Not How can we amazing. help you? Do you want to meet at the church? Do you, do you want this to be a calling? Do you want, what do you want? We want to support you in this. And, um, all I can say is yay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And And the stake relief society president was included and,
3: you know, yes.
2: Wow. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so what was your decision when he said that? What did you guys do? What did, did you, did you go for it? Um, so
3: what we asked for, well, at first I, at first we said no to everything. But then thinking about it, we asked if we could use the Zoom link mm-hmm. so that we could do long, have our group be longer
1: than <laughs> the 45 <laughs> you know, minutes. Yeah,
3: yeah. If you don't subscribe, one person. Well, it, will, it group, was already long. It we
2: would go at least two, at the beginning that we were going like two plus hours oh, yeah. <laughs> in our group. I was going to ask you, do
1: you two just trade off and teach it or does each group member, how, how do you run it? Like, is it like, how do you, what's the curriculum and how do you run it? Michelle
2: created a a reading list or a, a schedule of reading. And so basically for each month, we kind of cover the scriptures that's in the book of Mormon. And so um, we try and have kind of a discussion leader, someone who starts out the discussion and they basically just pick something in the scriptures that stood out to them. Um and then we just start talking. And it's like it just kind of snowballs into everyone sharing and discussing. And um it's been incredible to read the Book of Mormon from it. I've I don't think I've ever had a more powerful experience studying the scriptures than reading um with that lens. Even, you know, even though I'm not personally LGBTQ, just the the lens of you know being a parent and um and also just I don't know it's just been an incredible experience to find all the little gems in there that mm-hmm. speak to our hearts regarding
1: yeah what has community it, community. can you do, share anything specific Carrie, it's taught you about the savior or the gospel
2: um yeah i mean i think the savior you know inclusivity um the number of times you know like equality is mentioned mm-hmm. um you know we're finding all the allies you know all the <laughs> the characters in the in the book of mormon that we you know call allies and, um,
1: I love that
2: you know the learning about you know i i feel like you know reading about enos and the wrestle and the struggle and how you got to wrestle and struggle in order to increase your faith
3: right you know
2: just i mean just there's just i feel like You know, I put a little rainbow next to every, you know, in my, I have those scriptures that have the big margins, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I make a little rainbow next to anything that stands. And I have like my whole, all of my scriptures are covered in rainbows because there's so many things that that apply. So
0: the book of Mormon set up in families, right? Like the stories are told through families. So what a great, what a better place to, um, to teach a family about navigating the wilderness with their LGBTQ family, their, Mm -hmm. their children or neighbors, or, you know, like it's how it's set up. It's perfect.
3: Yeah.
0: Michelle, have you had some experiences?
3: Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. Like I have a, a, one of my kids was like, Oh, send me all of the, all of your favorite scriptures. Or send me all of your all of your scriptures, LGBTQ from the book from your study group. And I'm like, like sent him a video of me just flipping every page (laughs) because I've marked and written on every page. I'm like, like, I you'll just have to borrow my book. I can't just, I can't just text you a couple verses. Yeah, there's been so many amazing things that I've that I've learned that I felt the spirit teach um just especially just really it's just been really really amazing to just like set aside everything i thought i knew and mm-hmm. start totally like okay heavenly father teach me teach me what you want me to to learn from this and there's been so many amazing lessons um a couple of like the big ones for me are just that um the importance of personal revelation just that is just every story that is so important seeking that personal revelation and what is it that heavenly father wants me to do to become more like Christ and what is my path and my journey um and just building that relationship with the savior so many so many scriptures are about that our relationship with the savior and so many like you see like when there's all of these society's failing it's because they're forgetting christ is the redeemer and i think that's interesting like i never really noticed like how important that redeemer aspect was until until studying this and just how um yeah just that's been a big that personal revelation has been huge and another thing that i've found really fascinating is there's quite a few characters in the Book of Mormon, that that say like someone comes in and is teaching them, and they're like, "What you're telling me is troubling to me." And it's and then what they do with that troubling is they they seek more understanding. And so, um, just like Carrie was talking about, Enos's wrestle with faith and prayer, like in his prayers, and just how so many characters had to rethink what they thought they knew when they learned something new and, and how they, they looked where they looked for answers and what, and that, how that, that troubling in their mind led them to a deeper faith, a deeper, deeper place of faith. Like it wasn't, it wasn't that they were losing faith or that, um, or that they were like falling away or anything. Like sometimes I think we often think I'm, I'm troubled by this. I'm struggling with this. And, and it's easy to say, okay, well, not like cut that out. Like I'm not, I'm. it's not easy. Like this is, it's hard no matter what, but I think sometimes we get caught in this trap of, I don't understand this. So I, so I have to, go away or like, maybe I don't belong here, but, um, just, but it doesn't have, like, it can be sometimes the hard things lead us to a deeper understanding or to open our hearts to learning more.
1: I love that Michelle, because really like we're, we're told to liken the scriptures unto ourselves and seeing that pattern of how the Lord gets us to a deeper faith, like mm-hmm. how these characters these um allies that I love how you said that in the book of mormon teaches us that that discomfort is actually the lord's plan for you to have a deeper faith and that yeah. is would be no different from all of us right like
3: right yeah definitely relatable right <laughs> yes
1: yes uh, so what is would you say is your best dos and don'ts like if yeah. you were t- talking t- to teach,
0: teach other people yeah. how to kind of you know, in their own ways, how can they do this kind of thing locally for themselves or over Zoom?
2: So some things. Oh no, go ahead, Carrie. Nope, go sorry. First. I was just gonna say don't ask for permi- don't feel like you need to ask for permission. Love it's that. Just, just uh just start. Just I mean, you don't need permission to study the scriptures with a friend, right? So right. I really like don't... that's an important
0: piece because yeah. sometimes we look to the church or our leaders for validation in what we're doing and and uh then we get, and they say, you know, oh, that's worrisome, or let me oversee that or you know, and and that might not be the best thing at yeah. that time.
3: Yeah, that yeah. kind of goes back to like your earlier question of like when the stake offered, like, hey do, what do you want any of this? and we and we said, No, like we were very grateful for their support and grateful that they would. And we asked like that they tell, let bishops know. But as far as like using the church or having it be callings or something like that, we we didn't want to have too much oversight We're because we want to like fill. Be that space, that in between space of in and out Mm. in the church. Um, we want people to feel like safe and comfortable in our group saying whatever they need to say wherever they're at. We didn't want anyone to feel like it was mo- being monitored by leadership. Good. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, it's, like, We just we didn't want people to feel like I have to I have to keep hiding something I'm really that's really hard for me or just something I'm thinking about because the SIG president is listening or something like that. Sure. I like so, that makes sense. so we didn't want to, so we, so there's like that fine balance of, you know, like having that leadership support, but also not having it run sp- by the church. Like we wanted to be able to let people say, Hey, this part of the doctrine is hard for me and allow people space to just really speak what's in their heart without any judgment sure. or feeling yeah. like they can't say it yeah um and so for us that was important to kind of keep that that um safe space like for us that was an important thing that's also like ties in with some things that like late like I've been in like I've been reading the last part of Alma and it's all wars and stuff and that part is kind of just really hard for me to like I don't connect with that really well but something that I've been like praying to get something out of it the spirit's kind of teaching me like they've built up safe spaces Mm. and like as they're building they're they're like gathering like-minded people together and they're building a safe place and that's what our group is doing hopefully you know for people is is gathering people together that need a safe place
1: I love that. And I had never even thought of that. I know every chapter you get something out of that proves it. Uh, Right. right. It's been
3: amazing. Yes. That Uh, is, that
0: is amazing. And, and that's what it's for. It's the book for our times. Right.
3: Right. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. Yeah. I love it. And I think you've spoken a little bit, like how this has changed you and your testimony and your family, but is there anything that you haven't said that you'd like to share with other people? If they're hesitant to start this or worry about starting this, like what would, what advice would you give them?
3: I think like Um, Carrie said, the biggest thing is just, just do it. And the spirit will take it where it needs to be. mm -hmm, I really think like people will be led to you. I, I, that's my hope. And, um, one other, uh, one other thing, like doing a, this is like just like a side note kind of tedious thing, but, um, one, one thing that I like, as far as like do's and don'ts go is as we're studying the book of Mormon, Something I've noticed is the people who actually have read the verses have a lot more to contribute (laughs) (laughs) that's meaningful to the discussion. Because I feel like 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 sometimes people (laughs) have come and they are like, oh, I know this part of the Book of Mormon. I know what this chapter is about. But um, when you are specifically seeking the Spirit to teach you about a specific thing, it's really enriched our discussions when. When people have read it. And so something that like I've been really casual and just starting it, we're like, you know, just come. Doesn't matter where you're at, doesn't matter if you've read it, doesn't matter. But as far as, but now that we've been doing this for a few months, it's kind of like, okay, we need to remind people to actually be studying if they're gonna <laughs> mm-hmm. I like, that <laughs> like because... we want people to have a place, but but we've had some really amazing discussions with the people who have who have really dug in looking.
1: Yeah. Which well, is true. Cause every time you read the Book of Mormon, it's different. You're like, is this a okay. new part that <laughs> I, I didn't did miss? This. Yeah, did I miss <laughs> right? So that makes so much sense because then you're the Lord, like, He knows of our efforts and He knows like all these people coming to study and He's going to magnify your effort. And so to put that real effort in to remind your members, I think is good advice. It's
0: really important. Yeah. Well, and yeah, uh Brother Anthony Sweat, who I think is an amazing teacher, says that the the scriptures are a, a tool. A revelatory tool. Mm-hmm. So while you may not be learning about warfare in the early, you know, in the early Americas, you are learning about creating spaces. And mm-hmm. and, and that makes a lot more sense why we would read this book, right? Because yeah. yeah. sure. what is the past to our life? I mean, that's such a different past. Yeah. Right. But yet they're
2: doing the same things. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I... One thing I was going to say is if someone, you know, wants to start something like this and they want to find their people, you know, start being a little bit more like wear a pin to church, you know, like Good wear some rainbow clothes, be, you know, do something on social media that shows that you're an ally or a safe space. And then those people will find you. I mean, that's how Michelle found me. You know, we, I mean, we knew each other already, but you know. I had, I had done a little post that showed that I was an ally and then she called and was like, Hey, can we talk, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, have the courage to kind of be a you know, I think at the beginning, it's a little scary, you know, to put yourself out there, especially if you're not used to, I don't know, you don't want to feel judged or whatever. But I think one thing I've noticed from doing this is like, I feel so much more comfortable just sharing what I think and how I feel and that's brought a lot a lot of people to me um Mm -hmm. a lot of people have reached out
1: to me to just be like hey
2: can we talk about this and
1: you know that's creating safe spaces right there but you got to be vulnerable you got to be vulnerable to like yeah um, Yeah. share that part of you and then the people will find you that's really good advice Carrie
0: good okay guys last question for each of you what does it mean to lift And what does it mean to each of you to lift and
2: love? Uh, Okay, I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So for me, like two of my favorite names that are given to the Savior is healer and advocate. And um, to me, like to lift and love is to help like heal people's wounds by living our baptismal covenant. Mm -hmm. So bearing another burdens, you know, mourning with those that mourn, comforting those that stand in need of comfort. And I just feel like, um, that in order to be like a follower of Christ, I need to learn how to be an advocate, like he's our advocate with the father. And so, to me, that's what it means to lift and love is to be a healer and to be an
1: advocate. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a good oh. reminder.
3: Yeah. yeah Michelle. That was beautiful. I can't top that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I, it's just, it's part of that desire to be more like Christ, to lift and love. And, um, and we need each other in our, in, in our LGBTQ world. As parents or as LGBTQ or family members, like we just and friends, like we we need each other. And I think um yeah, just just trying to be like Christ and support each other and listen. I think a big part of it, i feel like for me um is is listening and hearing what my LGBTQ family and friends are saying
0: so good thank you thank you both thank so you much coming and sharing. I love yes. what you're doing you're carving out space and this is something that a lot of people are questioning how to do so this will be yeah. a great, great you know resource. it's going to be different for everyone and it'll look different in every location but
3: yeah
0: um, I think I love how the spirit has guided you through this and you know we yeah. Together.
2: Yeah.
3: I think that's a key part of it is just that Carrie and I both have just listen to the spirit and let the spirit lead us and do what needs to happen.
1: Yeah. And not being afraid to start. I mean, you guys just, yeah. Yeah.
3: And just doing it and yeah, there was something else I was going to say. Sorry (laughs) for me,
2: it's been the highlight of the last year. And uh, I think I've felt the spirit more in our book of Mormon study groups, LGBTQ book of Mormon study groups than I have. Um, at any other time this year, so that okay. is a powerful, powerful, that is
0: good fruit, as Jenny would say. That's right, judges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's that a good fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank yeah. you all so much. Is- we just we love what you're doing and keep going. Keep keep thank creating, you. carving out space, <laughs> safe spaces. Yep. Thank all right.
2: You. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks.
3: Right. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you for joining our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lift and Love podcast. And if you like what we share, we would be so grateful if you would leave us a five-star rating. For more tips and resources, follow us on Instagram and Facebook under LiftandLoveorg and Love org
0: and Jenny Hunter Coaching. You can also go to liftandlove.org for loads of information and entry into our free support groups. If you're interested in personal coaching, sign up at JennyHunterCoaching.com. The first appointment is free. But most importantly, remember, you are not alone in this journey. We are building a community of thriving and faithful LGBTQ families who are here to lift and love you.